This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a special Frontline of Hope update with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for Monday, June fifteenth, two 2020, following the ordinations over the weekend. Welcome, Your Excellency. Good morning. How good to speak with you today. What a grace-filled weekend. It really was. It really was. I have to tell you, this. we did things differently, of course, not because we wanted, but because of the circumstances of the last few months. But um, it was a lot of work for a lot of people. But for me, um, that uh, for me, it's... Uh, it, it was great having the deacon ordination on Friday and the priesthood ordination on Saturday. It was just a very, as you say, grace-filled weekend. And you had some last-minute changes. Uh, the diaconate ordination of Jacob Stennett was uh, at the Pontifical, jo- uh, po- I'm sorry, the Pontifical College Josephinum at Tiberius Chapel, and that was a last-minute change because of the uh, lack of availability of um, the police force downtown. Well, the p- potential lack of availability, it was really that the everything downtown was um, really unpredictable, and I think everything was fine enough, but uh, we were advised that it would be prudent to uh, change the location, so uh, we did that. We went up to the Pontifical College, Josephina, um, Jacob Stinnett from our um, uh, diocese was ordained a deacon, and Deacon Emmanuel from a diocese in Rwanda was ordained because his bishop could not come to ordain him as planned. He's studying for his diocese back at home. And um, so we had those two ordinations, and of course they both study at the Pontifical College, Josephinum, so um, it was it was meaningful for them. Anything that stood out with uh, Jacob Stinnett, uh, now uh, our transitional deacon, He's from Immaculate Conception Parish and from St. Charles Preparatory School. Well, I, I, he, I got to know him a little bit over the course of the last year or so. He's uh, actually, um, he kind of has taken a leadership role in terms of our Masters of Ceremony. He has a real knack for it, and he's uh, trained some of the other Masters of Ceremony so it was interesting. He'd be the guy behind the scenes taking care of all the work, and uh, this time he was uh, absent from that. But everybody stepped in, Father Cyrus from the cathedral and uh, a number of the seminarians stepped in, and they did a great, great job. And, and then, then, of course, one of the deacons at both of those ordinations was Deacon Stephen Andre, who was also studying from our diocese, but he's studying up at Pope St. John the uh, the 23rd in Boston, and um, he was ordained a deacon back during Easter week and because they had ordinations there at the seminary, and so he functioned as the deacon of the Mass for the diaconate and also for the priesthood ordinations. So uh, it was a real celebration of vocations. Sometimes when uh, God throws us a curveball, like moving uh, the uh, the place of uh, the ordination— there has some great uh, some graces associated with it. Any graces that you saw through this last minute move? Um, the, you know, yes, it, it was well, well. One fortunate thing the the uh, the air condition the the chapel at St. Terebius is not air conditioned. (laughs) So (laughs) I thought the thunderstorms that came through on Thursday night and got rid of the humidity and cooled down the temperature, I saw that as a real grace. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but I'll tell you, you know, this it, it is. It's a beautiful place to pray. And I think um, that uh, that there was a special feeling, a special grace, um, be, being at the seminary where these men were formed and being able to celebrate the ordination there. And, uh, you know, the faculty of the uh, Josephine, some of those faculty were there. Others were back in their home diocese. Um, so, it, it, yes, there were many, many graces being at the seminary. And I think for some of the guests, it was nice to be able to be there. They saw another part of the life of the church that they may or may not have gotten to see up close. And then on Saturday morning, 10 a.m., the ordination to the priesthood. Exactly. We had that here at the cathedral. And again, beautiful. Um, um, the, the three families were together. I had met most of the parents the day before the three. Actually, I had met them in coming and going over the course of the year. But Father Michael Fulton, Father um, Frank Brown, and Father Seth Keller were all ordained, and uh, their parents uh, and their whole families were together for those ordination um, celebrations. And it was, the one sadness was um, when I first walked into the cathedral um, and and saw the sparse crowd because of the social distancing, um, there was a little sadness in there because ordinations, you know, the, the cathedral is usually overflowing. Mm. Um, but thank you to St. Gabriel Radio and thanks to for the, the live streaming um, many more people were joined to us, um, and and so uh, many people were, were able to pray with us, even though they couldn't physically be there. But you, putting that aside, you you there was no loss of enthusiasm. <laughs> people were really um, very visibly moved by the beauty of the ordination rite. Mm. And um, uh, as uh, you're laying hands on these men and uh, talking to them on the homily, any special message that uh, you like to send to them during this uh, this beautiful ordination of the priesthood? Well, we you know, we talked about a few things. Um, in the, the, the homily for ordination, there is an instruction that's given, and so basically I integrate that with a few of my own words, and so it goes a little bit back and forth. Um, couple of the thoughts that came to mind, we talked a little bit about the coincidence, not by our design, but the coincidence of their ordination and um, uh, their ordination and the Feast of Corpus Christi and their identification as priest with the Eucharist, with the total self-gift of Jesus Christ. And the other coincidence is that their ordination fell on the Feast of St. Anthony. And uh, there was a reading in the, uh, on the Feast of St. Anthony where St. Anthony talks about the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And you remember the uh, Acts of the Apostles tells us that the apostles preached and people could hear each in their own language. And so um, St. Anthony says when the, the, the Holy Spirit speaks to us and in particular right now through them as priests, but speak, they speak new languages, not English, French, Italian, and Latin, but they, they speak languages of love, of patience, obedience. Um, and, and so those are the, uh, the, the languages they speak, and people will be touched by the way they live out 
the joy of the gospel and the splendor of truth. Wow, this is going to be a power-packed group if that has anything to do with how they're going to end up as a priest. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I have great confidence, great hope. Uh, you mentioned, and that I was able. I and, and uh, during the week last week, talk about power packed uh, and the their influence. I can tell you, um, they were given their assignments last week on Wednesday when they were here for their uh, day of uh, preparation when they were going through the chancery office. So um, Father Brown, Father Frank Brown is going to Saint Brendan in Hilliard. Um, Father Seth Keller is going to St. Cecilia on the west side, and uh, he will help out a little bit with some of the Spanish masses in the neighboring parish, but also he will, be, he will have certain chaplain duties at Bishop Reedy High School. And Father um, uh, Michael Fulton will uh, be going to Christ the King and on the east side of the city, and he will have certain chaplain responsibilities at Bishop Hartley. So um, so I'm looking forward to the good work that they will all be doing. And I'm hoping Father Brown will have the chance to do some high school work. It's just given the nature of his assignment and where he's located, it's just not as as easy. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he can get involved. You know, the, um, the Diocese of Columbus has a tradition, I've heard, of giving an envelope to the, um, the ordination uh, class. Do you give an envelope to these folks to let them know where they're going to go after they're ordained? Well, yes and no. <laughs> so here, here's the story. Um, what I normally, what the way I do it is, no, it's done, we do it in the context of a conversation. Um, this year, I did it um, meeting with each one individually because I wanted to talk about where they were going and why they were going there and what I was uh, looking for them to be able to accomplish while they were there. Um, and then, um, then the uh, and and the uh, then yes, at the day of ordination, we gave them an envelope. <laughs> so it wasn't a secret message, but in the envelope, it was a pretty thick envelope. It had their letters of faculties. You know, it's one thing to be ordained, but you also have to be given faculties to be able to work within a particular diocese. Um, so we gave them the letter with the faculties, um, a welcome letter, and in that packet was the actual assignment letter. Oh, that's beautiful. Now, looking forward this week, we have the solemnity, solemnity of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus on Friday. Yes, indeed, and we have a lot to talk about over the next couple of days as we come off of just having celebrated the Feast of Corpus Christi and now move to Friday, the day of the uh, Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. That is so important. That feast is so important in the life of the Church. It's a day of prayer for the sanctification of priests. And, um, of course, the tradition of the Sacred Heart is so beautifully strong here in the Diocese of Columbus um, with the enthronement. So we'll be able to talk about all of those elements over the course of this week. Um, this, is, this is yet another powerful week before we get into uh, the, the summer. <laughs> Slow down, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. And <laughs> so many going, changes. But, but, but as we get, but these days are going to be, uh, as you started off talking about ordination, these coming days are going to be great days, days of great grace. And Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer? Indeed. 
as we celebrate these yesterday, the day of um, uh, of Corpus Christi. Let me just take a piece from the sequence, which was an option yesterday. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Very bread, good shepherd, tend us. Jesu, of your love, befriend us. You refresh us. You defend us. Your eternal goodness send us in the land of life to see. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop Brennan, for your Frontline of Hope update for Monday, June 15th. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.